It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. Angie, as we approach the end of the year, got a couple of news headlines I want to kind of throw your direction, see what you think of these things all relating to the uh, real estate market. First thing that caught my eye recently was uh, Freddie Mac, you know, the the mortgage behemoth, uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. We always hear them in the news, of course. They're predicting a strong 2020 market. So they are predicting a small drop in interest rates and continued home price growth albeit a little bit smaller, slowing home price growth, but growth nonetheless. And they're going to say that those two factors will aid to a strong housing market. Do you kind of agree with that as a whole? Do you think that'll be what we experience here in North Carolina as well? I, I do. You know, what we've already seen in 2019, the the market has shifted a little bit. We've definitely seen a shift where we've been in such a strong seller's market for so long that, you know, it's gearing a little bit more towards a buyer's market. And with the drop, already interest rates are, are definitely low, but even just the smallest bit of drop is making homes now a little bit more affordable for every buyer, right? The lower the interest rate, more that you can qualify for because the lower your mortgage payment is as well. Um, And so I feel like by allowing more buyers to be in the market, because now they can afford more, now more homes will be purchased. So it's just really strengthening the overall real estate market. But once again, I... It got a little crazy and out of hand with it being such a strong seller's market that it was going to give eventually. So um, we are seeing that average days on the market is increasing. So don't freak out if you're a seller and your home doesn't sell in a day with multiple offers because, you know, although we love to see when that happens, it's just not as common now. Homes are sitting on the market just a little bit longer, but we're still seeing that the market is slowly appreciating um, in most areas. And once again, the affordability is just wonderful for buyers. So it's a win-win. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of a level playing field at the moment, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah, sure is. And uh, it looks like it'll continue to be so going on into uh, 2020 as well. So we'll see if that holds true. Uh, another little headline I saw as well, uh, talking about low-priced homes. The scarcity for those has continued. So Oct- it's, yes. you see, you're seeing this as well. Before I even give the data, oh, yeah. you're, you're jumping yeah. all over. Uh, October data shows a 6% drop in the supply of homes in the 100,000 to $250,000 range. So you're, you're seeing mm-hmm. this is definitely a problem in our area 100%, too. 100%. And remember, we, our team at Realty, we cover um, a, a very vast, you know, majority of like our location, pretty broad, right? And so, you know, in different areas, there is definitely a higher volume of those price points when you go a little bit more on the outskirts and more rural areas. But, you know, you go and you try to find a home in Raleigh and Cary in that price point, when they hit the market, they are gone. And so, it's tough. I mean, we we love helping buyers no matter what price point they're in. But a buyer comes to us that's looking for a $150,000 single family home in Raleigh. You know, it's not saying that we cringe, but you know, it's it's we feel bad for the client because there's just not many options out there. And if there are options out there, they're typically flying off the market with multiple offers. So it's just a really tough position to be in, you know, when you are in that price point because the overall market we're, we're appreciating slowly 
And unfortunately, it's kind of driving out those lower price points where that inventory just doesn't exist anymore. Now, it's still there, so don't freak out if that's your price point. We, you know, we love working with everyone and there's still homes there, but it is just a little bit more difficult. You know, it's it's uh you're not able to cherry pick as much. What do you then tell those folks? I mean, like what are some of the solutions yeah. that you have for people if they want that I mean they're obviously their price range is the price range right yeah, so yeah. I mean what do you what do you do yeah yeah and you know and that's and that's something you you know we, we work with it right but we go ahead and we set the expectation of you aren't definitely going to you know find a home day one right because we might chat about your housing criteria and there might not even be a home on the market for you to look at at this point so you know make sure that you have time on your side um, also I would highly suggest that we're not looking at your top budget reason being say your top budget is 150 maybe let's look at homes up to 140 so that if you find a home you love at that 140 and we get into a multiple offer situation you're in a position where you can go above asking price because if we look at the very cap of your budget you're stuck if you get into one of those multiple offer situations there's no way for you to win that home because almost always it will go above asking so don't really cap yourself out and look at the very max max that you can afford Um, also be prepared to put a decent amount of money up front as like good faith you know that's what we're seeing is really winning offers these days you know it's not always the highest price But a lot of times it's the offer that has the most due diligence money or shortest due diligence time frame. So there are ways to tweak our offer to make it more attractive to a seller, even if maybe you're not the most financially stable or the best offer price, we can also make your offer attractive in other ways. So uh, make sure you're ready to give a, a hefty amount of due diligence money up front. Be prepared to probably go above asking price if you're within that budget. And then also just remember that your options are probably going to be a little bit limited. So it's just setting expectations for our buyers. But we help buyers all the time in that price point. Just for perspective, uh, just did a search in Raleigh. Okay, so for 100, and I, I put it at 200,000, uh, but 100 to 200,000. So what we would consider kind of definitely affordable range of a home, the lower end of the spectrum for finding like a single family home. And now I limited it to just, a, you know, just a home. So I didn't include condos and those kinds of things. So just a stand, you know, freestanding single family home. And I did the traditional three bedroom, two bath and no other stipulations only 19 homes in raleigh yeah all of raleigh all of raleigh match that yep and And who even knows the condition right i mean we we haven't even gotten into that but um exactly mm -hmm. and they're all all of them are east of raleigh so if you wanted to be on you know in west raleigh or something like that well zero (laughs) yeah i know it's interesting so it's really tough right it you know it the the area has become unfortunately you know not affordable for some. But you know, on the flip side, though, the rental market is increasing as well. So, you know, I I still feel like, you know, just based on numbers, not even a feeling, but you know, statistics show, you know, a mortgage payment in most cases is still going to be less than what you would pay in rent. So it's a kind of a catch 22 either way you go. It's just our, our market is getting more expensive. You got it. Great point, Angie. Uh, another headline here. This one uh, we can hit hit real quick. I just thought it was kind of interesting. The article was, are decks a thing of the past? Studies show a small decline in the number of decks being built, only going into 22% of new homes, which is down a percentage point from a year ago. And uh, looking at it regionally, the uh, Pacific Territory had 21% of homes 
with decks in our area, Angie, in the South Atlantic, is the lowest in the country at only 18% of homes. That really surprised me because I feel like I know a ton of homes that have decks. So I don't agree with this stat. <laughs> yeah. I um, and that yeah, includes this was, Florida and you know all the well. All we our have to remember, you know, there's a lot of patio homes, right, or like homes with slabs. And when a home's on a slab, there's typically not a deck because mm-hmm. it's sitting on the ground. So then you have a patio. You have paver patios or some type of, you know, just cement patio. You don't have an actual deck deck. You're only going to typically have a deck if your home is built up. So you're on a crawl space. Um, so definitely in areas where a crawl space is not common, for sure, you're not going to have decks. But here in our area, I mean, almost feel like a deck is very important for a lot of, you know, a lot of buyers. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know what to do with that one. Above and beyond that, you know, a screen and porch is something that, especially with these mosquitoes that we have, right? right. We have bugs. Now, in other I, areas, they I, don't have the bugs we have. I bet we're winning in that category. Uh, right, exactly. So, you know, I feel like for many, a screen and porch is even a must. You know, if there's going to be a deck, it actually needs to be covered and screened in. So I... I'm not I'm not on par or on board with uh, these percentages because I, I don't feel like we're seeing that in our area. I feel like a deck is very still very, very important, that outdoor living space, you know, for our area. And, you know, for our area, we have our true four seasons, right? So I feel like most people that live in our area, they enjoy the outdoors. They enjoy, you know, just, you know, sitting outside and enjoying their yard. So I think a deck is really important to them. Yeah. To poke a hole in the study, by the way, they made it sound like, ooh, it's dropped another percentage point. Yeah. But it's actually up from 2000 and uh, I think it was 2012 in the data. It was even lower than it is now. So it's not uh, exactly like it's falling <laughs> off a cliff. Okay. The, uh, it's just sort of stabilized around that 22 to 24% mark. So. Well, it's still... It- it's crazy me to think that you said 22% of new homes only have a deck. Is that Am I reading that correctly? Uh, t- 22% of new homes are having a deck put in, right? I mean, to in me, I, I, I think about new builds and, you know, once again, if it's on a crawl space versus a slab, I feel like probably 90% of homes in our areas have decks. Are like that's have a deck, yeah. Yeah, So that's why it does seem, seem odd, that's yep. for sure. Um, I guess we do have a lot of, you know, flatter areas where maybe we're just underestimating the amount of you know, the slab homes that there are, but gosh, it just seems, it does seem kind of low. It does. Uh, but anyway, thought it was interesting. Last but not least, Angie, winter is the best time for buyers. So this was a real estate data company and mm-hmm. uh, they went through and they looked at all 365 days of the year and they are proposing that the best days of the year to buy a home fall in December, specifically December 26th, the day after Christmas, that's when it's alleged you'll see the biggest discounts below full market value compared to the other 364 days of the year. And the number two day is New Year's Eve, December 31st. That's the other prime hmm. date. What do you think of the uh, of that theory, of that of that data? I don't know what to think. I, I, I'm not sure that I've seen this or have noticed this type of decline. It, it, if anything, or, you know, savings per se, almost like it's a Black Friday for homes. If anything, I've noticed that typically around the holidays, people take their home off the market. You know, it, maybe it's a time, maybe their home hasn't sold. It's a time to let the days on the market calculator reset. Let's put it back on the market in January. But for those that we have listed in December, you know, I, I wouldn't say that we are 
just discounting or reducing the prices. I don't know. I'm having I'm, I'm having trouble with this one. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about this data. I, you know, maybe that's the the ticket is those who do then leave the home on the market through the winter or list it right during the winter. They're I don't want to say desperate, but they're motivated, right? To you know what? Sell. I, I, I get that. I get that because maybe it they're is, generous because it's the holidays, so they're willing to give more discounts in the negotiations. Right. No. And I, yes. So I, I get that part of it. Um. So you're right. They are probably a little bit more excited to get their home sold, right? So maybe a little bit more flexible when it comes to pricing. So maybe overall, maybe they've already done some price corrections and their home's still on the market in December. So maybe just across the board, the average listing that would be on the market is maybe priced lower than where it would be priced if it was listed you know, in the spring market or summer even. So yeah, I would say there's probably more motivation to get it sold if they do have it listed during that time. I agree. Must be the reason. So there Must you go. If yep. you're a buyer seller, you know, don't don't necessarily think that the year's over for your chances to buy or sell a home. There's uh, options out there. And it sounds to me like, uh, you know, you might get a benefit. If you're a seller, it might go uh, this time of year. Don't necessarily assume it won't. And if you're a buyer, you might get a good deal out of it. So There you go. Kind of cool. Interesting information on today's show. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. 